everyone. Dave and Jeff, second podcast of the week. Almost said I couldn't count to two for a second, but yeah, yeah second one, of, second one of the week. Actually, today a little bit feels a little bit like first day. Feels of fall. great. Like I mean, I know the calendar says fall, but it kind of feels like a little bit cooler. Finally, we weren't so damn hot in here as we're watching the Padres and Giants on television. Well, you know why we're watching this game on TV, Dave? Because a, they're the Pods are the team of the future, and we all know that. But how about this, you dick? Okay. Uh, seven o'clock. I'm driving down here. It's about seven o three tonight, and my phone rings, and it is live from the AT and T press box. It's Mark Grant and Don Orsillo. Oh, really? Now I guarantee. I guess they probably call Steve Woods before every one of his shows. <laughs> Doubt it. And uh, it was Mud calling to say that he appreciated. He goes, I wasted an hour and a half of my life last night. Listen to that goddamn that podcast. son of a bitch. He didn't like my trip to New York. He loved it. Okay. And he said, tell Dave I loved it. And he said, I appreciate what you guys said about my play-by-play. I think Mud's great. He is great. I told him, I go, you don't need to do the Sterling. Duh, pitch. <laughs> and he was laughing. He loved it. And then he said, this was what made me laugh. They're getting ready to go on the air. Yeah. It's two minutes before first pitch. And he goes, hey, Orsillo's here. And he goes, I told Orsillo, you guys mentioned him on the podcast. He said, oh, man, did I get ripped? I go, no. <laughs> and, and Mud told him, too. He goes, no, man, those guys love you. And guess what I said? You tell Don, stop being a bitch. <laughs> I he, love Don. He wasn't I, Boston tough. That's why they ran his ass right out of there. <laughs> uh I think those guys are right, and I really do. I'm so yeah. happy for Mud, uh, knowing him for as long as I have. I really enjoy. It. I think he's. Re- I'm not just saying this. Isn't I, I wouldn't lie to you. I think he's really doing a nice job when he does radio play by play, and I was excited for him because I know how much it means to him. But those dudes calling me at 7:03 tonight when they're crazy. getting for first pitch. Yeah. So is yeah seriously they take their oh, jobs shit. or how easy that job must be? Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I swear to God. I'm going to come down here with a fire extinguisher, and the next time you say shit like that, I'm going to shoot that burning foam right in your face, and I'm going to watch you fall out of your chair. Like I'm not going to see you walk in here with a fire extinguisher and put it under the table. What are you, I'm fucking gonna, crazy? And I'm going to listen to you scream in agony, and uh, that's that. You know, honestly, because you know, a lot of people get upset when we're saying, ah, oh, you just fucking hate San Diego. It's look, tongue in cheek. Here's the deal. Mud, Mud and Ted and so many of the other guys that have been around the Padres forever, I really yeah. want to see them get a chance to broadcast a championship team. You know, it's not easy doing that job, sitting there saying, hey, the sky is green when we all know it's blue. you got to be the company guy through the whole yeah. thing. That was my point yesterday, that when you see true emotion come out from mud and frustration, whether it's an oy vey or yeah. come on, guys, man, he wants that team to win as much as the fans, if not more. Yeah, I think the offseason is going to be interesting. I mean, Baseball America Shit, called it. say that all the time. No, but I, I think it is a little different, Dave, because 19's the first, you know, we're at 19 now. Okay. Yeah, okay, it's, it's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up, okay? I, I know we said we weren't going to talk a ton of Padres, but there are things we want to get to today about the Padres. Sure. A lot of people saying, I think Krasovic called out the Padres a little bit, mm-hmm. saying, hey, it's time. I couldn't agree more. I understand what the end result might be, but you got to show progress. You can't sit there and go through another season if, hey, they might lose 100 games. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the next move is because you're going to have Tatis and Urias, right, and yeah. Knicks and some of these dudes that are going to be there. You're still – however long away from Mackenzie Gore and Chris Paddock and Morion and these guys, but you're, you're starting to get it. But I would think David's got to be a really, really challenging 
dilemma for Preller and Fowler to figure out, okay, right, when we when we took this bitch over, yeah. we went all in on, on the Uptons and Matt Kemp. My God, look at Matt Kemp this year, right? Oh, he's killing it. Kimbrell, and it failed. Yeah. So then we went back and we tore everything down. We started building the pieces, but... Right, the Clayton Richards and the Brian Mitchells aren't going to get it done. And Tyson Ross. Yeah. Just a waste. Just a waste of space. Right. Those guys were not getting it done. However, we went out, we we kind of made an investment in the guy this year, in Eric Hosmer, that we thought was going to help us in a bunch of different ways. And year one of that deal has been a flop. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's not as easy. And man, look around baseball. I mean, we talked about it with the twins. I remember you and I sitting yeah. here when we talked about the twins going out and getting Logan Morrison and getting Lance Lynn. Boy, those two guys fell right on their face too. Uh, I mean, it's, well, Lance Lynn's going to be in the playoffs. He's going to be in the playoffs for the Yankees, yeah. but I'm saying for what he did for the twins, yeah. I mean, they couldn't move him fast enough. And he went to New York and he's doing fine. But, but I'm just saying from a San Diego perspective, it's not just as easy as saying, okay, we're one guy away. There's really no Kevin Brown trades to be made to make it the difference from 97 to 98. And it's incredibly frustrating that you have to use a team from 20 years ago yeah. as your go-to reference. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Here's the deal, though, with, with the Padres and looking at different teams in baseball. I had a chance to watch the Red Sox three times in the last week. Mm-hmm. I tell you, as good as the Red Sox are, best record in baseball, all that – I can't tell you I'm that impressed with the Red Sox. There are a lot right. of holes when I watch the Red Sox going, man, it doesn't look like one of the greatest teams I've ever seen. When What's I watch, the payroll on them too, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Hanley Ramirez isn't even on the team anymore, and they're paying yeah. his ass. You know, So you, you sit there and you go through different things, and every team struggles is, is my point. The New York Yankees have three guys in their starting lineup that probably won't be on the Yankees next year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the New York Yankees. Yeah. So Gary Sanchez sucks. Yeah. I mean, he straight out fucking What sucks. happened to that guy? Dude, he sucks. He has a bad attitude. Yeah. He's terrible. And there, there are other guys on that team where you go, yeah, they need a new guy here, need a new guy there. Those are the, the top teams in baseball. It's funny. I'm Behind your head right now, the Dodger Diamondback game on. There's a very good chance the Dodgers won't make the playoffs this year. That'd be great. The Rockies are, are red hot. They're winning yeah. right now, shutting it, blowing out the Phillies again. Just a red hot team. Bud Black might make it to the postseason. And I love Bud. Bud's one of our favorite guys right behind Boach, that if he made it to the postseason, the Rockies did great things, that's fine. My point is, that Dodger team right now, when you look at that lineup, that they have a full left-handed lineup and a full right-handed lineup with Manny Machado and all these guys, you're going, that might be the best offensive team on paper that won't make the postseason or win a World Series that I've seen in a long time. I can't tell you that's a championship team at all. I've seen almost every game. My point is with the Padres, where are the little pieces that you're going to sit there and, and fill in? Who is your catcher next year? Right now, you're a yeah. huge Padre fan. What direction would you go opening day of spring training? Who would you like to see being the starting catcher? Hedges. You would like to see Hedges? Yeah, it's still Hedges. It's still Hosmer. It's Urias. It's Tatis. And then... Tatis at short. Yeah. Okay. And so then, you told Galvis, go pound sand. Well, I'll get to Galvis in a second. Um, third is kind of up for debate. Will Myers, you done with Will Myers at third base? Oh, shit, you know, goddamn, I forget about Myers all the time. Man, I'm done with Will Myers, period. Yeah. I really am. I, I think no, a lot of people are. I, I have no, I'm not a Myers fan. Yeah. I, I just, it, it makes me crazy, that guy. You know who Myers reminds me of in the American League, and I know Stevie Keanu Woods will Reeves? catch these? Aaron Hicks. 
Aaron Hicks Dude, of the of the Yankees. Bring that guy up. He he walks straight to center field. At the game, yeah. I was at a ball hit uh, right behind him into the left field gap. He walks to it. Guy gets a stand up triple, and a guy that should never ever triple in his life. And he's sitting there and go, "There's no reason why you can't hustle. Coaches should never have to coach hustle and get criticized because a guy didn't hustle." Uh, they couldn't make the sequel to Bill and Ted's, and it can be Will and Ted. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But take now, okay, like, so you probably you can have a hard time moving Myers because his mm-hmm. contract's back ended. You can't move Hosmer. You know, no. even if you wanted to, you can't move Hosmer. Yeah, he's going to be back. Renfro's in right. I like Renfro. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with Renfro yeah. and right. Um, I don't. You know, is Reyes going to be? Is Reyes in your mix? What about Cordero? Yeah, is Cordero? I mean, he's only 23. Right. And every time he plays, he does something. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of the guys you're looking at. So you aren't looking at a bunch of holes is my point to you. And, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you aren't looking at a bunch of holes. So a guy like Mejia, who they picked up from the Indians, mm-hmm. where do you see him? What's Do you use him as trade bait for another pitcher? What do you do for a kid like that that's supposed to yeah, be a no, top he's prospect? Your, he's, your, he's your backup catcher, right? I mean, but he's your I, backup That's what I'm saying. Guy. You got two young guys. You got a young guy sitting on the bench. Do you want him doing that and not, not swinging the bat? I mean, they, you, you paid a big price to get him. You sure did. I mean, you paid a big price to get him. So, I think too, you get an idea what he's all about. I don't know if he plays winter ball. I don't. I don't know if he does any of that. I, w- I wouldn't have any idea. But for now, he's a big prize. But for me, Hedges is the guy. Um, what about Mejia as one of your outfielders? Everybody loves the way the ball jumps off the bat. I just don't know. I mean, to me, I, I'm not sold on Margot. Oh, I'm not either. You know, to me, I'm not sold on Margot. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, Reyes isn't going to play center. No. Can Cordero play? Uh, can I mean, if you're talking about two big dudes like Renfro and Reyes on yeah. the corners, you're going to go Cordero and center? Shit, man. You're going to turn guys loose. So I think I think this offseason is going to be really interesting because you have to – you got to do something to jumpstart it. People are really pissed. Like, it felt like all the momentum that had been developing, like, hey, we're, we're yeah. going – this year was a huge e-break on that momentum. Couldn't agree more. And and I feel like that probably if you're Fowler or, or Preller or anybody else, you felt like, hey, we're going to be really excited because next year the next wave's coming. That's what yeah. we've been sold on, that here comes the next wave of guys. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The guys that have gotten here have been okay, but they haven't made anybody – I mean, I Luke look Casey at – and Lauer. Do they remind and to give them a break? I'll throw this Knicks. one at you. you. Yeah, I'm not a Knicks fan. You can throw, you can shoot right back at me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Larry and Luke Casey, they showed times where you go, these guys are gonna be very good. Yeah. And then there are times where, like yesterday at Dodger Stadium, was a disaster. But again, it's the Dodgers, they're mm-hmm. rookies. Remember the Atlanta Braves when they were, yeah, dog shit? that's what I was just yeah. gonna bring up was that's the Braves. Saying. If I were to say, compare those guys and saying, look, they're willing to grow with those guys because they were young and they took their whipping. Yeah, and then they came back and learned a lot. I'm fine with that. Yeah, but the the other thing about the Braves too that Dave I remember is you, you remember watching Chipper Jones and right Clesco and uh, those guys yep. that were coming up and were playing Javi Lopez, yep. right? And you started to see signs where you go, man, these guys are pretty good. Uh, same thing with the Twins. I always use the Twins as my go-to because I think the parallels between the two organizations are big. I do too. And you started to see with Herbeck and Gaetti and Puckett that there was a nucleus there where you said, yeah, these guys are pretty good. Greg Gagne comes in, right? And and all of a sudden, Bernanski's in. And you start going, wow, okay, now all of a sudden we got some pieces. So you go out 
I mean, they did it with two starting pitchers. One was Frank Viola, and they got 95-year-old Burt Blylevin and Les Straker. They, yeah. they won Damn. it with a good bullpen and two two and a third starting pitchers. But they went out, and they got guys like Dan Gladden and, and Don Baylor and Chili Davis. They found the right guys to fill in because you said, well, we've got Puckett, and we have Brunanski, and we have Herbeck. We have Gagney. We have Gaetti. So they flipped different guys around at second base, and you said, okay, Knobloch eventually yeah. comes up, but Steve Lombardozzi was a guy. And then you had Brian Harper and Tim Lauder. They were fine, but you had enough cornerstone guys. And to me, I look at this Padre team heading into 19. I don't know who you're going to sell me on as a cornerstone guy. The sad thing is you, the guys we were right at the very beginning were guys they thought were cornerstone guys. Well, you thought Myers they was going like to be They look like they come to retire. I mean, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, and so we'll see what happens with Hosmer next year. But I just don't know. I mean, for me, every one of those rotation spots is wide open, right? And that's that, to me, is where you go, man, if we're really going to talk about 19 being a huge step forward, how do you look at that and say all five are open? And if you're telling me, ah, Luke Casey's a lock, where? Well, you got to tell me a guy's locked in as your four? Big fucking deal, man. It's expensive to go out there. Yeah. Who's your closer? Your whole bullpen's in flux. All right, so here you go. I'm going to throw another guy at you. Talk about mm-hmm. a cornerstone guy that's going to be available, that mm-hmm. was available last year too, Moustakas. So let's say you put Tatis in mm. short, you bring in another guy that's won a World Series, and you say, here we go. Here's another character guy that has a history of winning. Was he a guy, a cornerstone guy? When you, guys you just mentioned with the Twins, mm-hmm. there were guys that didn't break the bank, but they were veterans that knew yeah. what it took to play every day. Grew up, played together the whole yeah. time coming no, up. No, but I'm saying like Don Baylor and Chili sure. Davis and those guys. Gladden. They didn't, they didn't kill you. They weren't yeah. the Ricky Henderson contracts or the Jose Canseco contracts. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I take back everything I just said about Arcelo and Grant. <laughs> we look up in mud, cold night in uh, San Francisco. Mud's got on his iPhone. iPhone. Yeah. The fireplace, and Don's rubbing his hands above the fireplace. I rattled him. I yelled you did. He completely shook him up. But um, so listen, last week, I'm not, I will just touch on this a little bit, but you brought up Freddie Galvis. Okay. So last weekend, if you remember from our event, Padres donated a really cool thing. It's called a GM for a day. Maggie got a chance to do it. And last week, Jim Trotter paid 500 bucks to the charities and we got a chance to do it so me sean walchef and jim yeah went down we showed up at the padres 4 15 we were on the field for batting practice which was great especially you and i probably take that stuff for granted no you know what never i tell you what i loved it some of the yeah. my favorite things was being on the field and batting practice how many things i've learned right and yeah. so um we saw some of the padre guys great to visit with them and then because jim grew up in the bay area and is a Giants fan, took him over to meet Bochi. Yeah. Which was really fun because Boach is immediately bitching about how he can't win his football pool and how he wants to call Jim <laughs> and get his picks. So we're getting a picture, okay? I've, Jim has never met Boach. I've just introduced him to Bochi. The group picture, it's Boach and me and Trotter. So Boach is saying to Jim, why don't you come up to the Bay Area I'll take you into the clubhouse. I'll introduce you to all the players. I'll get you great seats for the game. And I go, what? <laughs> and he looks back at me and he goes, not you. <laughs> but uh, did, did try to laugh. They were dying. It was great. So we go upstairs. We had incredible seats. 
Fred Yeoman seats that were awesome. Yeah. Right behind the dugout. We're just hanging out, having fun. And then about the fifth inning, we went up into A.J. Preller's box. And you go into this box, Dave, and the food's incredible and the view's incredible. And it was just so fun. And Jim and I had said that Tyson fights and Super Bowls yeah. and World Series, all the things we've done, this night provided to us by the pods was about as much fun as anything we've done. In really? We had, that is cool. We're like kids. We had a complete blast pounding chicken and <laughs> right ravioli yeah. and oh it's just incredible and we're just having how, a, how big is how big is, is the preller's area huge really it's huge it's great it's, it's so much uh, different than when towers had it huh yeah when towers oh, made, made it at qualcomm Dave, there's a it's like a full living room lounge and then there's two separate areas where you can go and watch the watch the game wow. so one is um, kind of more for like staff, and then yeah. one's kind of more if he's entertaining people. Preller's parents were in town, incredibly nice people. But uh, me and Jim got a chance to visit with Bill Johnston. And Bill Johnston had been the Chargers PR guy for 30 years. And we just got a chance to kind of share stories because I hadn't really sat with Bill yeah. since everything went down. And Jim never really. I don't think he's sat with Bill, and we just sat and chatted. But as we sat there and caught up, and I just, you know, told Bill how much you and I, after the fact, appreciate what he meant. Yeah. I could see out of the corner of my eye that Preller was in the back just kind of hanging around and had a little bit of the itchy foot. Really? And I said to, uh, I said to Bill, I said, hey, Bill, respectfully, I think we got to go. I think Pre <laughs> I said, I think Preller wants to talk to Jim. So Bill's like, oh, yeah, let's go. Well, goddamn, Dave, it was great. It was great because Preller did want to talk to Jim. And Preller is a, you can just see, he's a numbers guy. Yeah. He is a sports guy, and he loves the NFL. And so we kind of moved out of the area, which is the seats where you watch the game, and we kind of came back into the lounge. And for me, it was just fascinating watching AJ talk to Jim about the NFL, and, and Preller loved the idea that Trotter has a Hall of Fame vote because they started comparing. Preller admitted, he said, man, I'm a diehard New York Giants fan. Really? He's from Long yeah. Island. It's also a huge basketball fan. Well, because we know uh, he loves to play basketball. Yeah. So we we talked a little bit about that, but you know, Dave, I'll, I'll just say this: you hear him or you see him, uh, maybe you've heard him on talk shows or you've seen him on TV, and he looks a little socially uncomfortable. awkward, yeah. uncomfortable. That is one of the coolest dudes I've ever sat and chatted with. We go, this like did he open I, up? Did he open he up like a normal guy? Great. He was great, and he was so locked in, and we were killing him because every argument was how the Giants were beneficial, and we would just smart-ass him, and he, and he just was a dude. And just, you go, okay, if this is the guy who sat in the meetings with, with Mike and Ron, yeah. I go, I got it. And he just was cool as could be. And cool. so... So I said to him, we were just chatting and laughing about, you know, football and, you know, all his arguments were for the Giants and we, oh, big shock, you know, really unbiased <laughs> thing. But just a really, really solid guy that we enjoyed a lot. And uh, I said to him, 
I go, look, I'm, I go, I love talking football with you, but I go, I rarely see you. I go, I got to ask you one baseball question. He goes, sure. And I said, my sons are 10. And I said, I brought them out here a couple of weeks ago. And I said, they laughed and enjoyed watching Freddie Galvis all night. They geeked out about Freddie Galvis the way we geeked out about filling the blank for any player. And I said, when you read the baseball math, everything tells you that Freddie Galvis is a big stack of shit. (laughs) And I said, but all I know is... Two ten, and I said, this comes from a guy who yeah. grew up watching Juan Bonilla and Sixto Lascano and Doug Goosh yeah. and Boach. Loved them all. Yeah. And I said, is baseball math ultimately going to make the game? Is it going to kill the game for, for my kids? And he said, you know what? Tell them this. He said, trust your eyes. He said, tell your sons, trust their eyes. Because the eyes will always tell you the story. And he said, for me... I love baseball math because I'm addicted to it. He goes, I I love that stuff. But he said, for your sons, go home and tell them. And he said, they're basketball guys, you said? I go, yeah. He goes, man, trust their eyes. Their eyes will never lie to them. You know, it's funny. You told me this story uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. And a good friend of mine is in the hospital, and he was a 30-year scout with the Braves. Mm. And I went to speak to him, and I told him about this conversation that you had. And he looked at me, and he was very weak, just had, just yeah. had heart surgery. And he looks at me and he says, that's 100% right. Yeah, he it was goes, great. Push comes to shove, man, always trust your eyes. Like, yeah. you know, like, don't worry about the math and everything else. And yeah. here's a guy that's done it back in the day. You just said, is it going to kill the game? It's funny, I was watching Mud this weekend when they were at Padres were playing the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And one of the stats they put up on television was that how many of the Dodger home runs were hit with nobody on base, solo shots. And yeah. basically they were kind of taking a shot at it. Well, baseball has made it so you're getting a ton of solo shots because of the shift and guys refusing to bunt and guys don't yeah. steal bases and you don't see huge on base percentage anymore. It's all or nothing in baseball where back in the you know 70s and 80s yeah. where guys would lay down a bunt here and there and do whatever it took to get on base, get hit by a pitch, draw yeah. a walk. All that shit's changed. That's where the game, I think, is boring for people like your kids that are trying to figure it out or my wife who's a so-so yeah. fan. It's it's There's no more manufacturing runs anymore. Yeah. There's, there's, I don't know, you kind of feel like nine individual guys, yeah, not really role it. guys. Your turn to f- try to see if you could you jack have, it out. Yeah, you don't have Wiggins getting on base, Gwynn moving him over, yeah. uh, the Garveys, even Nettles kind of hitting the long bowl, the McReynolds. Yeah, you just don't. It's changed dramatically. The game has changed. It, just like you said, everyone just lining up. Who can basically over the line it? But um, I really want to thank Fred Yulman who provided that and – Fred, unfortunately, had to get to a memorial in Texas. And I don't know why this bullshit team likes you. <laughs> I don't know why. Because I want to win. I want, I'm a winner. You're I'm not going to sit. front runner. No, no I've told but you. If you said, demand more, you're going to be okay. But Fred said to me, he goes, we'll do it again next year. Cool. And he said, we'll do it. He said, we'll do it for the Giants. So you guys can see Boach, and he said, we'll do it on a night when Dave's around. That's and he very said, nice. more importantly, we'll do it on a night when I'm around, we'll hang out. And uh, they just treated us so incredibly nice, and it was such a fantastic time at the ballpark. And I, I said to Jim, I go, man, I just can't thank you enough because he bid 500 So for any of you that bid 150 or 200 I appreciate that you bid it. He fucking bid 500 and I'm the guy who drove the money around to the charities and gave it away. So 
you know, tough shit. I mean, <laughs> I mean, tough fucking shit. He paid 500 bucks. The money went to charity. It's not sitting here. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like my man Al Taylor last night comes by, donates 100 bucks for the suicide walk. So I go on today. Yeah. Because Fifi can't fucking do it. <laughs> so I go for Al Taylor. I make the donation. I text him. I go, hey, just donate your money to the walk, right? I go, where the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah, to the walk. <laughs> I, it's in his name. Alan Taylor, 100 bucks. I can't thank him enough for that. But the, every nickel we made at that thing went out the door. That's yeah. why I told you. And Jim laid out 1000 bucks, 1000 bucks cash, bought the Fitzgerald jersey and bought it. And I just said to him, and I know Sean said, I go, dude, at the end of the day, you paid for this. You bought this thing, and you took me and Sean along. And uh, we just had a great time. So Good. we were taking uh, Leitner. To Cali Comfort for lunch. Really? Which is going to be great. He's excited to do it. And we're taking Orsillo to lunch, too, who's the nicest dude in yeah. San Diego. He is just the nicest guy uh, that you can meet, man. But, Dave, I'm, I am genuinely sorry that you weren't there. All yeah, I wish aside. I was there. Yeah, I wish I was. Obviously, all those guys are great. And the Padres, the way they treated it doesn't surprise me at all. It was Wayne Partello and yeah. all those guys. We had the best time because they were getting ready to host the Eagles and uh, and the Journey concert. And just kind of talking to them about what the vision is and what they want to do, man. It's just, look, that's the team in my heart. Yep. I trust those guys that they're that they're committed to get it figured out. We'll see what happens. You just happens. want it to be faster. I think they want it to be yeah. faster. I don't think, Dave, I, I don't think Fowler is a very patient guy. And he shouldn't be. As no. an owner, you shouldn't be. And the fans don't want a patient owner Giants either. Giants fired Bobby Evans today. Yeah. And Bobby Evans, in my opinion, Bobby Evans was the GM. To me, Brian Sabian was still the guy pulling the strings for that team. And Bobby Evans was part of a team that's won three World Series uh, in a very short period of time, and he was fired today, and they're saying Ned Coletti is going to get that job. I heard Ned Coletti said he wasn't going to go back. Now, who knows if Ned wants to be that guy, but Ned released a statement today said he wasn't. But you see that all the time. Why? Right? I mean, Nick well, Saban he said he wasn't be... leaving Miami. He ended up the Alabama coach. So you never know. But if I am Ned Coletti, I'm looking at John Gruden going, why would I ever leave? I got a great job just hanging out, being on Dodgers yep. TV. And why go back? Why move my family? No stress. Game starts at 7, ends Ned's at 10. going to be 65, too. Shit. He's going to be 65 yeah. years old. I mean, I understand Giant fans. They've tasted winning. They know what it's like. They know what those World Series and are like. And they demand it. And their, their minor league system is so shitty. I mean, it's a, it's it's awful. Um, one guy on the Padres that we didn't mention before we move on is Cal Quantrill. Remember, mm. he was a guy that you said, I'm looking forward to seeing him sometime up sure. this year. Disappointing to see that, that Quantrill didn't have the kind of season. I mean, the, the almost ERA of almost five, nine and six. Are you going, what the hell? Or are you no. going, I, I'm okay. The kid's only 24 years old. Yeah, I think, I think that's fine. I mean, Dave, there's Anderson Espinosa still in that group. You know, yeah, Morion's still in that group. All these guys, man, that are coming back off that Tommy John surgery. I mean, look, when Paddock came back, Paddock was unhittable. Gore. I mean, dude, you have such a wave of young pitchers that are coming up. Would you like to see them do, just like we said at the very beginning, like the Braves, we just throw five young guys in there or four young guys in there? I, I don't know. I, I would defer to guys that know. Well, what, what do you want to see as a fan? I mean, yeah, I'd love they're, to. Can, they're going to win the West next year. What do you want to see as a fan? Yeah, but I've also seen that that can fuck guys up, right? When you go out there and get shellacked constantly and just go out and just get smoked. Yeah, I mean, when they're ready. Look, I think Paddock's ready to go right now. 
I, I do too. I don't I understand. Th- That's the one move I couldn't understand. Paddock looked like he's major league ready right now. Yeah, but from following Tom, the whole year. But it was the most amount of innings that he had pitched, and he's coming off Tommy John surgery, so they just shut him down. And, I got it. But the, the, my point is, the mound is sixty feet six inches. Yeah, no matter what level you're at. I love that kid. Well, I mean, he was at Elsinore earlier For in the year. Ever. Yeah. I mean, he was dominating down there. He was like playing yeah. Little League Baseball. He was, then he uh, went to double A. Yeah. Mackenzie Gore's not ready to come up next no. year. I mean, the kid's still 19 years old and 2-5 and five with a 4.45 year. So array. Gore's probably two years out. Uh, Morion's yeah. probably two years out. Espinosa's probably two years out. But I, I think I think Paddock next year, I, I'd give Paddock a chance right too. coming out of spring training. I would too. Because he's unhittable that, everywhere he's gone. I, well, the bigger thing for me with Paddock is he has the chip on his shoulder that's like that old school. Like he remind he pitches a little like bit Jake with Peavy. that. Yeah, I'd even go higher and say Brown. I, I think I loved Peavy, but I, I think Kevin Brown is the guy to me that was the most intimidating guy that I remember wearing yeah. that uniform. I agree with that. I don't feel like I, I liked Peavy. I don't feel like Peavy necessarily intimidated anybody. With a big thing of tobacco in his mouth. I loved watching Peavy. Yeah, that's that's no disrespect to Jake, but I think in my time, Dave, watching that team. Uh, the guy that intimidated from a starting pitcher standpoint was Brown. And maybe not immediately next year, but I think Paddock could be that kind of guy. I just like that kid's mental makeup. He's he's, he's Texas tough, man. He's old school. Yeah. Some of the $2 Texas steak, right? $2 Texas steak is right. But, but the thing that I like about Paddock, and not to go too far down the line on that kid to, to overhype him. Yeah. I think he's a guy that would have the mindset that if one of these guys gets hit, Paddock's going to fucking take care of it. And I don't know the starters that we've had recently where you go, if Hosmer gets dusted or somebody threw at Hedges, Paddock's on the mound, I think the next guy coming up is getting dusted. And I, I like that. You, I like that guy. Would you like to see a lot of turnover from this roster? Yes. Then? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. The thing was shit. <laughs> I mean, really, it was shit. Okay, so Hosmer's contract, do you remember how it went? Well, he can opt out after year five. So okay. it's a five-year, basically it's a five-year $100 million deal, yeah. and then the other half comes over the final three is the way I remember it. So if we, if I remember correctly, we we're hoping that he's able to opt out. That means he's doing great. Yeah. And you resign him. That's yeah. That was the goal, not that he stays for the rest of the contract because he's dog shit. Yeah. yeah. So you go, you know, but um, – yeah, just see. I mean, Hosmer's had a pretty pretty good run of success. The thing that made me nervous about the whole Hosmer deal was there were only two teams that wanted him. It was the Padres and the Royals. No one else was yeah. chasing him. The, the Red Sox, the Yankees, they weren't chasing him, which shocked me. From yeah. the outside, I would have guessed those teams would have been chasing him. I, I don't know. They really feel like they needed a first baseman? Yeah, well, you got Steve Pierce and shit in, in Boston. I mean, you know what I mean? You, you, it, Wasn't Hanley it, there at the start, though? Yeah, Hanley was there at the start. It's just it's very, very – no, they were done with Hanley. That's what I'm saying. The Red Sox aren't a big power team outside of yeah. Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez, who, by the way, nobody signed J.D. until mid-January. But I also, I also think, Dave, the one thing that you're you, – it's easy to say that, but no team's going by him. But remember, a lot of teams were trying to be financially responsible this year – to allow them the money to go after Machado and Harper and potentially Kershaw and others next year. So kind of funny any, that two of those guys aren't worth a dime right now. Yeah, right? But but that's why I think a lot of people said, I mean, we saw it with the Yankees. We saw it, yeah. right, with the Dodgers. They all kind of restructured 
and said, look, we're going to get our money down because the luxury tax is getting expensive. So that, that may be combination of things, but I don't think it's fair to put it all off on Hosmer. As far as uh, Hosmer goes, though, 250 hitter, 17 home runs, completely not what you expected. Didn't you expect at least 35 home runs from him? I, I, I don't know if I would go as high as 35. I just expected Hosmer to be a guy that you were – that was a lightning rod. Yeah. And he wasn't. No, he's he a just... big dud. <laughs> big John dud. Big John dud. That's absolutely right. That's exactly what it $180 million dollar payroll for your Dodgers. That, you probably won't make the play. Well, look at the Giants. Look at the Giants payroll. Yeah. $203 million for that Giant team. Yeah. And, and I wonder if that right there still counts the money that they had locked up in Andrew McCutcheon before they traded him off sure. to the Yankees. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, but man, I just... Out there, you're excited, but but there has to be something right now. There has to be the grab-you-by-the-throat moment this offseason. There really does. There has to be. I mean, shit, you can't do 19 more Trevor giveaways. No. Jesus, no. Yeah. There's no Fernando Rodney giveaways coming. (laughs) So, I mean, you better figure out something, man. And, And here's the other thing. We talked about it. Yeah. Orsillo and Mudd are really good. Yep. And when you have two guys that are really good on TV, makes it pretty easy to say, screw it. I don't want to deal with traffic. I don't want to go down and have to pay 28 bucks to park. Um, I can just hang out at home and hang out at home. I, all of us have 50-inch 4K TVs. You got cold beers in the fridge, yeah. right? For me, I come home every night, Lisa Ann's on the couch. Yeah. She's saying, how was your day, boo? I <laughs> Does she call you boo? Ah, I wasn't supposed to say that. God damn. Oh, my God. Oh, what? that's so damn funny. That's so funny. Speaking of broadcasters real quick, Hawk Harrelson. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. They did. I thought both teams, Hawk wrapped it up yesterday. And uh, I thought it was cool that the White Sox did what the Red Sox did for Don, where they came out on the field and paid tribute yeah. to him. But then I thought Joe Madden and the Cubs doing it too was really cool. That was cool. I, I love Hawk. I do too. I when I first heard him thirty he years ago, I was not a fan. Now I love everything about him. Everything, right. everything right. that he does, I, I find absolutely fascinating. Because it was, it's very, the end very, of an era, Dave. It is. All those guys are are kind of going away, and they're all been replaced by the same. I know you like Joe Davis. I do. I think Joe Davis is great. But he's not Vin Scully. No, no one's going to be Vin. But I tell you, but, they did I a mean, pretty good job finding a guy that, that Dodger fans can accept. I got it. But they're all, they all follow the same blueprint. There's no personality anymore. Uh, I look at uh, my buddy, fucking idiot. I have a buddy of mine who loves the Reds. He had no idea Marty Brenneman was still alive. <laughs> like, what kind of fan kind are of you? What kind of fan are you? Dipshit. <laughs> no I tell him, I go, why don't you get your shit together, yeah. okay? Get your He's shit together. I that said, you're count. not. Go, you're embarrassing your shit hometown of Miamisburg, Ohio. <laughs> Biggest joke ever. <laughs> uh, but, like, Marty is a unique voice. Ted's a unique voice. You know why everyone sounds the same. They all want those network jobs. You know, Joe know. Davis is already doing network jobs in his second year. He's still he's like the Fox guy. Yeah. On the weekends. They all need to be that guy to be a network guy. But when you see, when you go around, Dave, more guys are just used to know every guy. Yeah. Remember, you knew all the guys that were the voices of the team, right? When Jack Buck was doing the Cardinals, Harry was doing the Cubs, yep. right? Vin, you knew all those guys. Now you're like, who? Steve, uh, Steve. 
What's the dude? The fucking guy that's married to Cindy Brunson. Steve, uh, is it? It's not Steve Berthium. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Steve Berthium from uh, the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a shrug. <laughs> All these guys are shrugs. I like how you know his wife more than you know who he is. Uh, Cindy Brunson was, yeah. yeah. And he does it. They're fine, Dave. Yeah. All these guys are fine. But you used to be able to flip around like when you got, um, well, shit, when I was putting together highlights and I'd be so excited. You'd hear all these different guys from across the country. What about Terry Smith? I'm not a Terry Smith fan and he's been so good at the show. Uh, very nice guy. Yeah. No way he should be doing angel baseball in the number two media market. No way he could be. He'd be great as voice of the A's or the Rays or the Rays. The Chihuahuas. Did to his face? Terry, you'd be great as voice of the race with 5,000 fans. Terry, if I say Toronto to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind? <laughs> you have an active passport. Terry, how do you feel about Detroit? There's going to be two jobs open. In no there. shit. There are two jobs open in Detroit. That's the Craig dump- Elson's already sitting his in. I guarantee it. He's like, I got a tiger scarf. <laughs> Let's go, Mitzi. Let's go, Mitzi. Put uh, the kid in ticker pajamas. We're ready to go. Off we go. Pack up that Willie Horton bobblehead. Put the dog in the wagon. We have two diapers for the road. <laughs> oh, We're gone. Shit. It's a long trip. Sorry, Greg. Got got that A in quick. You got it. <laughs> I think you got it. Me? What did I do? You I, brought I, up there's an opening in Detroit. You knew I was going that way. How did you try to get that fucker a job in Ontario? He shit on it. <laughs> he did. <laughs> well, because he didn't take your advice, he's going to be the voice of the big RV show coming out to the big lots in El Centro. Did you see that picture he took on Twitter today of being in the studio with Kaplan? No, he, like, he turns around, he faces the camera, and he takes a selfie, but Kaplan's behind him, and he just writes, like, sitting in with Scott and BR show. And I wanted to write back to him, does Scott even know you're in the studio? Because yeah. Scott looks like he has no idea why is Craig in my studio. Didn't even know it. <laughs> Probably thought he was the sparklets guy. <laughs> oh, shit, man. It's See, the thing is, what do you think it's like for Craig right now with the gulls making all their moves and getting ready to go? We've never oh, it's done- terrible. It has to be terrible. Nobody loved that goals team. We've said it before more than that kid. Yeah. It has to be terrible. Right. I mean, the whole thing's bad. I mean, here's the deal. Anytime you're making money doing something you enjoy, which he enjoys broadcasting, he wanted to be a play-by-play guy. Just like even Hacksaw used to say, hey, forget the talk show. I do it because yeah. I want to be a play-by-play guy. When he lost the Charters and the Vikings and the Seahawks and all that shit and USC, that Hacksaw used to have, that killed him because yeah. he loved doing play-by-play. You and I never talked about ever doing play-by-play. No. That was I never see- our thing. I sat there, though, in, in Preller's box the other night. You realize, man, this is the view that these guys have every yeah. night in all these different ballparks. And I looked at Trotter. I go, God damn, we blew it, man. We blew it. Can you imagine this gig? I said, just sitting here every night talking about the game, hanging out. How great is it? What'd you do today, Dave? Yeah. Well, I went to the mall, <laughs> got some socks, two, two. Swag on! Get the fuck out of here. They didn't like my home run call. You had the best home run call of all time. I did. All you ninnies out there, get your feelings hurt because I got excited one time 
calling Class A baseball in Juneau, Alaska, and I've been fucked ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing better than to get the fuck out of here. The 1-1 one, one to Bill Miller. Swung on, Driven's got a chance, and you can get the fuck out of here. And they were like, hey, you, come on, go. <laughs> That's the greatest home run call of That's all time. That's what I thought. Dave Niehaus would be impressive with that. He would, they, they all should. Yeah. Ah, damn it. So great to be here in Cooperstown. You know, the first time I, hey, you guys can all get the fuck out of here. Yay. <laughs> yeah, I love a Hall of Fame speech, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny you say that. I'm sitting there watching, you know, everything's so politically correct. Yeah. I'm watching Bill Hader the other day on yeah. Kimmel with, with uh, Guillermo, all right? Okay. And Guillermo asked him a question, and Bill Hader looked at him, he goes, you know, Guillermo, I thought you used to be just a real fucking moron. He goes, but that was a good question. And I was thinking, back in the day, yeah. you could call someone a fucking moron. Yeah, you can and, do all that shit. And he just moved on. Yeah. No, yeah. you can't call anyone a fucking moron. No, and you know, the thing is, it would kind of be my catchphrase. Yeah. So that when I got moved in, well, Andy Green's not happy about that. He's going to come out. Joe West, they're going nose to nose. And Joe West tells Andy Green, guess what? You can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's brought to you by Cali Comfort Barbecue. When you need to get the fuck out of the house for dinner, bring you and your sweaty wife to Cali Comfort. <laughs> They'll never tell you, get the fuck out of here with one central location in Spring Valley. How great is that? It's awesome. There's not one person listening right now that doesn't say that was genius. That's it. No notes. Not prepared. Can you imagine if I had a scorebook and a green Sharpie? I'd be ready, motherfucker. <laughs> you guys sponsored it. <laughs> Your catchphrase, get the fuck out of there. You can turn it into to mattresses. It'd be great. Cars. All these cars have to go. Cars. Yeah. Jet blue. Yeah, just think about it. If yeah. you did, did the every Eric Hosmer didn't like strike three, turns around. Dana DeMuth tells him, you can get the fuck out of here. And when you got to get the fuck out of here, JetBlue's got 24 daily flights. See, perfect. Shit. Dude, use car tent sale at the stadium. That's it. With your get the fuck out of here phrase. Get the fuck out of here. Bob Scanlon questioned that pitch from his broadcast booth. All of a sudden... Uh, who's the guy that lived in uh, a mind blank? And who's the the umpire that lived in Oceanside forever? God damn it. We had that guy. Who was it? I don't know. The only one I know. John Hirschbeck? John Hirschbeck. I didn't John, know John Hirschbeck tells Bob Scaling, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Doug Harvey? Is that the guy you're Doug thinking Harvey. of? Doug Harvey. No, shit. How do I know? I just know Joe West, Cowboy Joe. We had him. Yeah, all of it could be sponsored. Uh, I like the Cali Comfort one. I do too. So yeah, When you need to get the fuck out of the house, go to Cali Comfort. Sean's Get that listening. cowboy steak. Sounds sounds like I just got a free plug, but that's not what I wanted. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Let me just mention this real quick about Cali Comfort and Walchip. I'm sick of being fucking lumped in with you about you bitching and complaining about a sandwich. I've never said anything. Yeah. I want it really you, clear. Hey, I'm sorry. Do you have a sandwich named after you? I don't give well, a shit. Well, maybe if you would have fucking said something, you'd have one. I don't need one. <laughs> All I know is I'm showing the But do you order the same thing every time? No. Okay, that's the difference. I'm showing the common courtesy of having a seat waiting for me on fight night. Yeah. I'm showing the common courtesy of a parking spot waiting for me on that's fight important. night. That's big. Right? Yeah. I'm parking. I'm showing respect with a handshake from my friend Lee. Do you know who Lee King is? Of course I know Lee. He was at our you event. You better. And swear to God, he'll go it's whack like him. Warren Sapp. You disrespect me. You're in a world of hurt. If I disrespect you, Lee King's coming after me. He will. 
It's coming right up the driveway right now. Yeah. I don't need a sandwich named after me. Get your ego in check. Hey, might as well ask. Hey. Might as yeah, well you've ask. asked a hundred times. Yeah, and I still don't get a goddamn sandwich. Uh, exactly. Get the hint. I think if, if, I, if Ello didn't have one, it would be easier to swallow. <laughs> Chris Ello got one. And Dave and Jeff, I don't you see Chris Ello at fight night. I already invited. Yeah, Chris can't go to fight of night. Of course Lori not. doesn't Why? want that yes. to go. Exactly. He saves his nights out to go see Frozen. <laughs> Yet he has a sandwich. Yeah, Disney on ice. I already invented a, a burger for him. We're gonna, it's going to go into training. And you know what? I will say this. He was a little chippy <laughs> about it. And so maybe we'll take it somewhere else. He was chippy. I told him the coolest burger you can get in Minneapolis, yeah. there's two different places that claim it. It's called the Juicy Lucy. And what they do is they take the burger, it's split in half, Dave, and they put a huge wedge of cheddar yeah. in the middle of the burger. Burger gets patted together, goes on the grill. Then when you bite into it, the cheese is melt. It's insane. It sounds crazy, but it's absolutely fantastic. So I told him, I go, look, make it the Dave and Jeff burger. It's fantastic. Ah, you know, we'll see. I go, hey. He said, go. we'll see. That's a no. I, that's how I took it. You should. That's I hope he forgets that he even asked because it's not going to happen. Yeah. And then I was like, well, shit, where else am I going to go on fight night? So I just shrugged. <laughs> You have no options. I know. I was like, yeah. well, where else? I'm not going to, yeah. I don't know, where else? IHOP doesn't show the fights. Pancake Mike. What's up, baby? I'm not getting a fucking fight. Can't go see Tom. So, hey, if Sean wants to yeah. watch thousands of dollars, if he's doing that well, then, hey, yeah, God bless him. All I know is I came to the table, and all I know is he'd sell out of that fucking burger every night. But because he's got the big green egg back there, and Tabitha Lipkin knows his name. Yeah, no kidding. All of a sudden, he's the mayor of Spring Valley. So Tabitha shit. Lipkin will get something on that mini before exactly. you. Exactly. Well, that, that's all right. But we should be right behind him. <laughs> I just gave him a free plug for get the fuck out of here. Yes. Uh, L.A. Kings, Dave. Yeah, I was looking at you. told me a list of things you wanted me to mention today. That is one on there. This is weird. The L.A. Kings this year will not be on traditional AM radio. And you go, ah, NHL. No, it's it's the way things are going, and it's going to ev eventually impact one of your teams that you like. So if it does, my God. I told you. That goddamn dog. Oh, Jesus Christ, Shuggy. <laughs> oh, my God, damn. I'm going to throw, throw up. You're going to throw up and start What'd you feed her? Dog food. Elk? Did she eat leisure fryer? Yes. <laughs> Just have to look back at you. God. Oh, my God. That dog. Jesus Christ. What the fuck was I talking about? You were talking about Kings Radio. Okay. So the LA Kings, since 1967, have been on traditional yes. AM radio, up and down the dial. For the first time, they're off the AM dial altogether, and the only way you will hear the Kings this year is through an iHeartRadio app. Really? And then through that app, you have to go find the Kings game. Now you go, oh, big deal. I'm telling you, man, this is the wave of the future, and I think you're going to start to see more and more broadcast outlets that are going to say, look, I don't want to clear out a Saturday night. I remember it used to be the case yep. for the Aztecs. They did not want to give the Aztecs clearance on a Tuesday or a Thursday night yeah. when they were playing UC Tennessee Chattanooga. 
Um, and now if they can take – they you, you saw it at 1090. They'd bury those games on 1700. Yep. But Dave, is that what's going to start happening? Is that you're going to start to see? And if I'm a, if I'm the NHL, and I'm looking at a team that recently won two Stanley Cup championships, and they've been delegated to an app, I'm a little concerned. You know what? I think it's the future. Honestly, I wouldn't be concerned about it. I think I, it's better for the Kings. I tell you what, I listen to tons of radio through the apps. Do you really? I, it's, okay. It's so much clearer. It's unbelievable. And. I never listen to 1090 through the radio anymore. I don't listen to 1360 through the radio. I don't listen to country music usually. I'm usually on the iHeart app. I'm going a highway, you know. Okay, so maybe it's a good thing. It's much clearer, and everybody has it on their phone anyway. And then all you do is you have that. Everybody has that aux button, it seems like, in their car basically now. Yeah, oh, true. It is is much clearer than anything I've ever listened to before. I just think it's the future. It might sound like hockey's taking a huge step backwards but don't be surprised to see this in other sports down the line i mean you can't tell me the charters are that's live right now yeah. am i going to jail because i'm no because nick hasn't read the disclaimer yet that unauthorized reproduction he didn't say don't try any funny business yet not only that this is going to run a day later Pretty good. That is pretty clean. It's very clean. Shit, maybe that. Okay. I'm telling you, this is just the future. It's just progress. It's the way it goes. That's really pretty wild. Yeah. And I guess you'll just get in the habit of listening to it, and it it would really help if I knew how to turn it up. There you go. <laughs> Someone asked me yesterday. They said, or today, they they sent me a note because you asked about, did you see the newsstands in New York City? Mm. And I said I only saw one. And they said, told Jeff the newsstands were next to all those phone booths. That's where they gone. Meaning God that damn. the day of the dodo bird, they're gone. But we never have them in San Diego. You still see yeah. them in L.A. In L.A., but, used to see them a ton. But you, in um, in New York, you saw them a lot. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal, So I won the entire time. I walked that city like you wouldn't believe. So wow. I won. And it, was, it wasn't a very big one. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everything moves to your phone, yeah. the whole deal. But anyways, if you're a Kings fan, Nick Nixon's Hall of Famer, uh, they'll be through the app. But, Dave, I guess you're right. Maybe tonight on the drive out of here, I'll put it through. Like you said, all we do, I now have it through my phone. I yeah. just run it through the auxiliary, right? Yep, and everybody has unlimited on their phone now. There's none of that. You only have a certain amount True. of space. Everybody's unlimited. Well, I guess, too, the other thing would be if you could find it. Do you utilize, you have XM in your car. Yeah. You understand every night this year when you're driving around, you've had every major league game. You understand every NBA game, college football yeah. I mean, everything is available, and it's the same thing on SiriusXM. Do you ever utilize that? I do. I, I, I do. I do go you? through all, all the time. All the time. I'm a big I'm a big radio guy. I mean, I always will be. You know what I mean? You and I did did it for a little bit. We appreciate it. Guys that are really good at it. But I, I, yeah. go, I go through those apps all the time. I listen to the Herd has his own app. I listen to it. You know, you and I are going to set things up very soon in the future. It's going to be yep. easier and easier to hear this show. Same thing. You know, we're, we're, it's, it's just the way things are progressing. Again, you're going to love the way the Kings are going to sound clear. All right, cool. You're going to have to sit there and try and say, I can't get a signal down here. Well, it's much better. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, when they were on 1150, I couldn't hear no. them at all. And even KABC recently was a struggle. So, yeah, I guess maybe they're smart and makes it better for them. Now, here's the problem. If you're a radio station like whatever, 1360, you're a radio station like 97.3, that doesn't count for your ratings. If people no. are listening through the apps, it doesn't count for your ratings. But they're, but they're not attached to any uh, – like if the Kings yeah. were San Diego. The they Kings, it doesn't matter. They wouldn't be attached to any of them. So, yeah, maybe if you're the team – God, maybe if you're the team you want to do it, bring everything in-house. Exactly right. You're selling your own product that way. Yeah, it's it just it just kind of kind of the way the future, the way things are going. Um. All right. I think that's uh one final thing. Yeah. 
What was your first concert? I think we've talked about this. What's the first concert you saw? Oh, man. I tell you, the first concert I saw was Charlie Daniels Band. That's pretty fun. But I was, I was a little kid. I was eight years old. I was. Yeah. I mean, this is Nashville, Tennessee. No joke. I saw You're going to laugh. The first two my parents took me to, Charlie's yeah. Daniel, Charlie's Dan, Charlie Daniels Band and uh, Barbara Mandrell. That is funny. That's at the Grand Ole Opry. But then the first concert that I paid to go to, I, yeah. I was always dying to see Kiss. My parents yeah. never let me go, but Kiss is what I, I wanted was the to same see. same way. And the first one I can remember is seeing Genesis at the Forum, 1986. And guess what? In October, Genesis is coming back. I'd love to make a run up there. If it works out, I might make a run and go see them. Because I've never see seen it. a concert at the Forum because they said that that venue right now is the best on the West Coast. I'm going to go, and I'll tell you who's going to buy our tickets and drive is Katie Mosier because she doesn't say, know it. Saying. That'd be good. <laughs> um, Saturday night. Yeah. I'm hanging out with my son, Jack. Uh, the best. Because he says to me in the morning, I go, what do you want to do? And he goes, what I'd like to do, he goes, can we go to the batting cages? And I was like, what? He goes, I want to play baseball again. Because he's been 100% obsessed with basketball yeah. for two years. And I said, no kidding. And he goes, yeah. I go, yeah, let's go. And David was so funny. He goes in. He puts his Padres camo jersey on from Little League. Yeah. He's got, like, track pants on. He goes, all right. And his Jordans. He goes, let's go. So we went to uh, Boomers on Claremont Mesa Boulevard. Okay. And what's really funny about that is those are the cages that I went to. Is that and right? And when I put it out on Twitter, I loved all the people that said, shit, man, that's where I went. It was so fun. And so he just got in a cage, and he just kept grinding. And first couple, like anything, you haven't swung a bat in two years, you're going to be in trouble. And he just kept grinding, grinding, and, and getting through it. And goddamn, by the end, man, he ping, 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 just making contact. Cool. And so you go, yeah, it was good. And he, he felt good about it. So we're just hanging out. And Does he still want to play? Does he want you to sign him up next year? Yeah, he's going to play. And... um. So we're hanging out. We go. We get some dinner at about uh, 7.30. And he goes, Tommy's down the street. We did not go to Tommy's <sighs> down the street. Bitch. All right. Um, so we're sitting there. It's like 7.30. And he goes, what do you want to do? And I go, you know, it's kind of wild as I said, man, the Eagles are in town tonight. And I said, Glenn Fry was my favorite member of the Eagles. And he's passed away. But I said... Kind of cool. They're here at Petco Park. He goes, oh, man, that would be fun. And I said to him, I go, well, you know what we could do? I go, we could go down and just kind of hang out. I go, we used to do this at San Diego State. We just hang outside the venue, and you can hear the music. I go, you want to go? He goes, yeah, I want to go. So we take off downtown, and you're kind of looking around. We find parking. And we start walking in, and it's just me and him. It was me and him. And we got there right as the Eagles were getting ready to start. Now, the funny thing was, you know where Tilted Kilt yeah, was? Of course. <laughs> you so, passed twice. Right. So we're by that gate, and they have this constant audio recording yeah. playing. Hello, and welcome to Petco Park. Please do this in this in this. Thank you. Then 10 seconds later, hello, and welcome to Petco Park. It's playing the whole time. My son looks at me, and he goes, is that the guy who introduces the players? And I go, oh, man, it might be the PA guy. Yeah. 
And he goes, man, I'm sick of that guy right now. <laughs> go, yeah, I'm sick of him, too. Take him on Space Mountain. We'll be sick of that guy, too. Right. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear the Eagles come out. But goddamn, hello, and welcome. Like, shut up. Yeah. You dick. <laughs> Trying to enjoy a free show. So I said to my son, I go, well, let's walk over here. And what was, Dave, this is what was really crazy about it. It's me and my son and like a married couple. And there were like four homeless people, a couple of older guys and like an older woman. They just were chilling out and enjoying the music. We just sat there. We were polite to them. They were polite to us. And I'm just sitting there hanging out with my son. And the next thing you know, man, this guy who had a laminate on walks by and he said to my son, hey, this is small. Enjoy it, little man. And he throws my son. Was it Mean Joe Green? Dude, it felt like the Mean Joe Green moment. (laughs) He throws my son a concert T-shirt. That's cool. And like some lady walking by goes, those are like 45 bucks. You know how I know it's 45 bucks? Because my son goes, Dad, you got to get a shirt. So we have shirts from the event. I'm like, shit, I was just looking at a free night. Yeah. And I said to him, I go, you know what? I've seen them five times. Have you really? Yeah, I've seen the Eagles five times. Not including Saturday night didn't count. But other than that, I've seen them five times. I said, you know what? I never bought a shirt. And I said, don't tell your mom, but this is the best night out of the five. <laughs> don't tell your mom. Because he'll tell her. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. Because I'm dangerous. What and so, tell, uh, what if he tells his mom's friends? Fuck them. I'm so fucking sick of her friends. Biggest bunch of self important, arrogant pricks, man. God damn, I finally figured it out. She's great. I hate her friends. <laughs> I'm so glad to be out of it. Um, no, I'm like, well, they're all fucking a bunch of idiots. You go, ah, that's why. That's why this is great. I'm like the dealer at, at Casino Palma. I just <laughs> hands up and walk up. Uh, oh, Have a nice night. <laughs> well, I'll explain why in a second. So I get a shirt, and uh, there's a great website where you can yeah. go and you can find the set list of all the concerts. Yeah. And so when he and I and his brother are driving around, we'll have the Eagles on, so he knows some of the songs. And I said to him, my favorite Eagles song is Old 55. It's an old Tom Waits song. Old 55. Yeah. And I said, that's my favorite song. I said, if we can make it to that, we'll get out of here because they played like 30 songs. I oh, said, wow. we're never going to make it to Desperado. Though he's kind of slowing down a little bit. I go, we good? We got like two songs. He goes, yeah, 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 I'm good. I'm good. We got through Old 55. I said, you you ready? He goes, yeah. And it's just me and him. Could you see anything at all from where you were? Or just here? Couldn't see a thing because okay. we're just hanging in the back. I was wondering if they ripped the grass up. That's what I was asking. No, no, they just put big tarps over. Okay, I just the reason I asked was, can you imagine if the Padres were really good this year and they were in the playoffs no in about shit. five days? No shit. And you're yeah. like, fuck, we just jacked up our own. Yeah, field. for two nights. But David, just me and him, and you're walking through downtown. There's noises and you know crazy shit going on yeah. all around you. Just the energy of downtown, and he and I were just having a blast. And we get in the car. And by the time I swung out, we we just parked right up by East Lake or by the tavern right there. Yeah, We've done an event there. The time I swung up, uh, shit, whatever it is, Seventh Avenue to get home, he's passed out cold, done. Wow, but it it was great, man. We just had a blast. That's cool. It was absolutely great and so fun just to hang with him and 
Yeah, he got the shirt. He was wearing it around the next day, and you go, yeah. That what did cool. his brother say? Did his brother like you guys went to the fucking Eagles concert? His brother was his brother was cool about it. His brother was cool about it, and I, I won't get into the whole thing because I think we're getting late. But yesterday, like they really pissed me off because I took him to lunch. Welcome to being a dad. Right, I took him to lunch and. We're hanging out, and all of a sudden, I look up in the restaurant. There's kind of like a six-year-old kid, and probably like an eight-year-old kid. They're they're watching my sons. Yeah, and my sons are full-on roughhousing in the restaurant, yeah. like wrestling and pushing each other. Dude, I hate that shit. I hate it. So I told him, "Let's go." And I've never hit my kids, never spanked them, ever did anything. But goddamn, I'll I'll give them, I'll tear into them. Yeah, and I. God damn, I lit into him. I go, you know, that's the biggest bunch of bullshit. I go, you know that drives me goddamn crazy when you act <laughs> like a couple of fucking idiots. And look, I've cussed at them. Too yeah. bad. Because this is what I have said to them, and I said it to them both today. I go, I am not the guy who's going to say, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, come on, Trevor. That's not how we do things, slugger. I'm like, get the fuck in the car. And I said to him tonight, I go, you will always know where I stand. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, too bad. I don't have enough time in my day to bullshit you. Yeah. And I go, you're 10. You haven't done shit in your life where you deserve to be respected and have your hand held. If you're acting like a dick, I'm going to tell you you're a goddamn dick. And I got to the house. I said, get the fuck out of my car. Out. The point being... Nobody will ever tell me, Yeah, will ever question how much I love those guys. They know how much I love them. Yeah. I don't bullshit them, period. If you are embarrassing me, if you are embarrassing your mother, I am going to lay into you. I am going to make it very clear to you without putting my hands on you that you fucked up. Yeah. And I don't like it. And don't fucking do it again. I couldn't give less of a shit what anybody thinks because I, they know my relationship. So last night, I'm pretty heated when I get here. I'm still mad because I just, I hate assholes. And when my man Leisure Fryer said two kids were running around and wiped him out, I'm still trying to buy that video. Yeah. But, it, but there's a part of that where you go, I fucking hate kids like that. And where are the parents? Rain them in. I'm not the guy just going, hey, you know what? Kids will be kids. Bullshit. Get the fuck in the car. So uh, my sons were trying to call me last night when I just got here. I'm like, well, I'm doing the podcast. I knew what they were calling about. They were calling to say, hey, you know, their bullshit apology. Sorry for the way I acted. I'm like, bullshit. You just want another free lunch. I'm on to you. Well, no. They were calling to tell me that they were playing basketball and Cade slipped and hurt his wrist, and it turns out he broke his wrist. And so today I had a chance to talk to him, and I said, you know, man, I said, look, I was really upset with you because I don't like when you act like that. But I said, I feel like I let you down. I feel like you let you down because, yeah, I was doing the podcast, but when I see a call for a third time, I go, I know you're not just calling to say I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, it's all good. And I go, no, it's not all good. I go, I go, one doesn't equal two. And I said, being frustrated with you in the restaurant 
didn't give me the right to say, hey, he's fine, um, and ignore it. And that's the relationship that I have with two 10-year-old guys where I said to him tonight, I go, man, I let you down. Yeah. I go, I let myself down. And he goes, it's all good. And, it, you know, like, Dad, I love you. And I go, Kate, I love you more than you'll ever know. I said, everything I've done in my life doesn't equal being your dad every day of the week. And I said, nobody expects you to be perfect, but I, you can be better than you were. Yeah. And he goes, I know. I go, then we're good. And I just always tell him, all right, we're done. We move forward and off we go. But I apologize to his brother, too, because I said, look, if you guys are calling me three times, I know you well enough to know that something's going on. And I go, I dropped the ball. And I go, I'm sorry about that. I go, I don't like dropping the ball with you guys. And so, uh, yeah, he went to school today. Never given them power. You should have said, you ever guys are here text messaging, fuckers? Yeah, do yeah, something. Don't call me three times. I'm working. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't a, you know how to spell? I got a broken have, arm. They have a landline. They're the only guys we had to give them a landline. I thought they had cell phones. That was the dumbest idea do you, ever. Do they really not have cell phones anymore? Um, yeah, they have one. Yeah. They never plug it in. Things have been dead. Christ. Who's yeah. paying the bill on that? She is. Oh, that's fine. Then. I'm oh, joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been great. She was um, one of the first people, by the way, to congratulate me on the, the high school baseball job. Look, she's fantastic. She is fantastic as a mother, as yep. a friend, and everything. She was a fantastic wife. Here's the problem. She chose to be a lawyer. And this is what I realized over the weekend. 92% of the fucking lawyers in the world are infected with this self-righteous bullshit that makes them think they're better than anybody. And my opinion is... Having two sons that were born into the NICU and where I watched 20 nurses and 20 doctors save babies every day and knowing some of those people today and knowing that they are some of the nicest, sweetest, most humble people I've ever met in my life that must see incredibly difficult things on a daily basis. If they don't have that self-righteous gene, then fuck these public defenders that think they're better than everybody. Fuck you. Good. You went to law school, you fucking dork. Good. You helped a guy out because he was jerking off at the corner of 13th and Market. Well, goddamn, let's get a fucking Mardi Gras parade for you. And Joe Lazura. <laughs> <laughs> so she's great. I just realized, like, I, I just hate all of them. Not all of them. She's got four or five friends. They're yeah. really, really good people. But the majority of them just, they think they're way too fucking important. Yeah. Who are the media people that think they're too important? Everybody. Everybody in the media is like that. Here's the deal. The, the three people that talk the most that always walk in a room and have to be right mm -hmm. are lawyers, doctors, and talk show hosts. Don't the, put us in that group. <laughs> you and I are not exactly in that group, but you know what I mean. Always the loudest voice in the room. Because as a talk show host, you could always just hang up on somebody and finish your side of the argument. So yeah. you can win every argument. Well, I'll tell you this. I had a guy... Um, and I hadn't played this for a long time, but I don't know if I, I don't know if we told this story. So if I'm, I'm telling this story okay. and I'm being redundant, then I apologize. But she and I have the relationship where I said, when the Kaepernick ad came out, she texted me because we haven't split everything up. She goes, Hey, you think we should buy some Nike yeah. for our joint account? I go, I think it's a great idea. And so we, we bought it and then the Nike stock went up. Yeah. Highest it's ever been. Highest it ever went up. And so uh, I put on a social media platform um, 
you know, hey, Vita, did you see this? Money went up. And a friend of mine who I like said, well, I'd rather have respect than money. To which I wrote, isn't that ironic? I think Colin Kaepernick said the same thing. Yeah. Suck it! <laughs> Motherfucker. Get the, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck. Don't come into the fucking dojo, baby. I play this game all day long. Yeah. But I did. I said, yeah. isn't that ironic? I think Colin Kaepernick would say the same thing. Yeah. I'd rather have respect than Was the money. Was there a response back? No, no. He fucking knew. He knew he got one punched. He just went and sat in the toilet and cried. I don't even want to do the people crossword. <laughs> he went and sat on the toilet. That's funny. <laughs> and wept openly into his sock. <laughs> they got Heidi Klum in a bikini. I'm not even, I don't even want to look at it. The guy just smoked me. The line you dropped yesterday off there, I've thought about it all day Which long one? because it's crossed me about 20 times today, was what did you say? Why don't you get on a bus, take it to the outskirts of town? <laughs> my yeah. buddy Steve. Okay, yes. my buddy Steve, I, I go back to Chase with. We've gone yeah. back to Chase. He's one of my all-time favorite guys, but he's from Buffalo. So when the Chargers beat the Bills, yeah. oh, goddamn. I could not have had a more fun time lighting him up. You sack of shit. What the fuck is going on? I told him, you lose to the Chargers. Yeah. God damn, at home. You're t- Peterman, wasn't he the guy on Seinfeld? Didn't he have the catalog? That's your quarterback, you asshole. <laughs> That's uh, the same Bills team that just stomped yes. the Vikings yesterday. And... Steve didn't even show me the common courtesy of ripping me early. Oh, okay. So now you're just sitting yeah. there because you know it's coming. Yeah, kind of exactly. like every radio job when we knew we were going to get fired. Yeah. You just sit there and you're like, well, you know this is coming. And then when it got to be whatever it was, 34 to 6, <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm like, well, fuck this. <laughs> so I just write him a message and I go, hey, look, before any of your bullshit starts, I already bought you a ticket. So why don't you take your tired act down to the bus station? It's going to take you to the outskirts of town. And when you get out there, why don't you enjoy fucking yourself? (laughs) About an hour passes by. Now I'm still mad. Yeah. Don't you act like you didn't see it. You know what to do. (laughs) And that son of a bitch had the nerve to write back and say, boy, Tough day for the Vikes and Raiders. That's all he wrote. That's all he wrote. And I go, you son of a bitch. What do you mean by that? <laughs> he knew. I just destroyed myself. He didn't even have to do it. Oh, my god. Yeah, I just told him, you take the bus to the outskirts of town. Oh, my god. And gosh. here's the first thing you do when you, when you, hit, uh, when you hit pavement. You, yes. You go, fuck yourself. <laughs> all right, let me get knock out these three things, and then I'm going to tell you why Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. All right? Okay. Without a doubt. Okay, Shoot. go ahead. Here you go. Brian Curry, can't thank Brian enough. He is one of the guys that there at the very beginning, selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. A lot of people, it doesn't matter if you're comfortable where you are right now, you always want to know how much is your house worth. Could you be in a better situation, when you, whether you're looking for a better neighborhood, a bigger house, a smaller house, because all of a sudden the kids are off to college. Right now, Brian Curry is your guy to talk to. Brian will answer all your questions and tell you what your options are. You can call Brian at 619 619- 
2511588 you can also find him at BrianCurryRealEstate.com. also don't forget brian is also your guy for property management if you need someone to manage your property call brian curry today yeah i've determined one thing yeah kids are overrated <laughs> and they have little weak fragile bones <laughs> so i am back on the market i'm gonna go anywhere because i have a car that runs fine and i love living in north uh, working in north county yeah uh, yeah well, Brian Curry and I, I'm going anywhere. And if they don't <laughs> like it. out now. Yeah. It's over there. They got a habit. You can go get a burger. They put a Chick-fil-A in, but big deal. You can get those anywhere. I love having BC on my side, yes. Dave. It's exciting. And you start thinking about all the different things. I need a garage. Now I need a garage because I realize not only do I have the banner that I stole back. Hey, thanks. Appreciate your work tonight. Because she got I got it. She gassed you. She looked at you like, what are you she saying? Did. Why are you yelling at me? My stomach hurts. <laughs> uh, I realized that I have the banner from the event that everybody was nice enough to sign. But then I realized yesterday, too, that I also have a banner that Dan Henderson had in his corner, the official fight banner from the night he fought Shogun Hua. And I go, well, shit, I can't hang those in my house. I can't hang those just up on a wall or in the kitchen. I got to get a goddamn garage. And if you look at any of the garages in La Mesa, Dave, yeah. I think half of them have had, either they currently have or they've had a dead body in them. <laughs> and I'm not comfortable going in there. So Brian Curry and I are back. Yeah, We're going to travel all around San Diego. We're going to have a great time hanging out. And uh, I can't wait. I'm going to go anywhere except for that building downtown. Is that really true? That's that right. building the flooded? flooding was insane. God, that breaks my heart, man. But but all right. Well, stay out of the, that building. That's one we can knock off the list and we'll go figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure out where we're going. There you go. Also, when you get that brand new place, don't be afraid to call your guy, Alan Taylor. Oh, the Alan son Taylor's of a gun. your big boy right there. Been your friend for a long time. Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor's your guy. Dave, what's the postal code in Canada? How's it work? Show respect. He's Canadian and a French. Show respect. Okay, it goes letter, number, letter, number. Oh, you're keep going. Okay, letter, number. I got it. I'm just trying to give an example of how it works. Letter, number, letter, and then three more. Number, letter, number. Yeah. You did good. I, I'm, I'm very proud of you. You don't have to tell me five times. <laughs> yeah, I do. 20 years in San Diego. He's doing the right thing, building pools right here for you. He's also the guy that can fix the pool that you currently have. New equipment repairs, full models, commercial, residential. He does it all. Don't forget about his. Take a look at the 3D designs, virtual tours. Get the pool that you've been thinking about your entire life. Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. He sent me this thing today. Yes. Did you get this? I did. Isn't that goddamn cool? He sent me this. I love these. He sends me these in-ground pool construction time-lapse videos. You can find them on YouTube. Just do a search for tailor-made pools. I, Dave, I love this shit. I couldn't do that if you offered me every dollar in the world. But he, no joke, as much as I kid him about all the crazy shit that he yeah. sends me, I love those things, man. Al, you can send those to me or, or send them to me on Twitter. I'll retweet them out. I just think it's fantastic. And for any of you that have that, uh, incredibly envious, but more than envious, I'm incredibly happy for you. I love people that have accomplished what they set out to do in their life. And if you've achieved the goal in your life where you can have not only a pool in your backyard, 
but really a work of art like Alan does for you and his team does. God, they're amazing work. And by the way, here's the other thing. Uh, I We're doing the, the AFSP walk coming up in October, and Al drove all the way over here, kicked in another 100 bucks. I think we're like, I don't know, we're like 50, 60 bucks away from Chase getting the numbers worked out. We'll be all squared away. But like we're all, we're all going to do the walk. Yeah. But what Alan and Amy have done for the show and for the charities and for the community cannot be said enough. To bring those shirts down that he did that night, he has been such a great friend and such a great supporter of this show. And he really is. He's a partner and he's somebody we consider family. So, yeah, I'll joke around about uh, some of the crazy stuff he does, but don't let that overshadow the really, really great stuff he does. The work they do at TaylorMade Pools is unmatched. I geek out, man. I'm so yeah. happy for him. But I just, whenever we've done something in the community, um, he's been right there to step up. And I uh, really appreciate it. I've got an update uh, when we're done talking about Daniel Tyler. Don't let me forget about the walk and also about the Little League field. I'll give you an update. Of on course. That. Also speaking of Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler all over San Diego County since 2005. He does a great job in the North County, but he'll go anywhere in San Diego for you. Don't forget about the free estimates as well. You name the fence, you name the style that you want. Every job is an easy job for a superior fence company. It's easy to find them online, San Diego Superior Fence.com, San Diego Superior Fence.com. Don't forget on Twitter, SD Superior Fence. And again, he's another guy that will post pictures, show you the work that he's done. It looks great. Again, A plus rating with the BBB, fully licensed and insured. Don't forget to give Daniel a call today. For everything you need regarding a fence, a gate, 760-745-4846, 760-745-4846. One of the things my kids and I talk a lot about is that when I was their age, I lived in Minneapolis, and in the summer, you would get uh, tornado warnings. Yeah. And when you would get a tornado warning, they would blow off uh, the air siren. Dave, did they have those in yeah, Tennessee? Yeah, of course we did. So you remember what that sounded like. And my kids will always say to me, man, when you were... You all right over no, there? No, I didn't break the phone. All right, you sure? Spiked it right into the ground. Yeah. My kids will always say to me, what did you do when you were that age and if you heard that horn go off? And I say to them all the time, I go, my biggest thing always was to find all my stuff. Because, Dave, you're probably, we had a big side yard. And in that side yard, I'd have my bike, your football, your gloves. All that stuff would be hanging around, right? Ten Nerf balls. Your foot, everything was there, baseball and gloves. And I said, I don't know why it made a difference to me, but I felt like if the tornado was coming, yeah. I had to get it on the right side of the fence just to make sure that all my stuff was protected. Like I was a maniac. I yeah. didn't want anything on the wrong side of the fence. I want everything on the right side of the fence. So they're just like all the time. They think that's the funniest thing. They love it. But my one son said to me the other day, he goes, God, he goes, it's funny, man. He said, all of a sudden, we have kind of a little backyard, and we go and we play back there. And he goes, now, at the end of the night, he goes, I'm the same way. I want everything on the right side of the fence. Yeah. And and that's why I think I get such a kick out of Dan Tyler, because it brings back where you go, yeah, I want everything taken care of. You want everything nice. So, sure, you want your property to look good. You want your stuff to be safe. Perfect can combination doing this San Diego Superior Fence. Absolutely. All right, so here we go. Here's my reason why Philip Rivers is the Hall of Famer. Okay. When I was out of town, I told you I was on that train from Boston, New York. I'm watching the Chargers-Bills game. Mm -hmm. This big story last week was Vontae Davis at halftime quit. Yeah. 
He retired. Yeah. I mean, right, that right there should put a quarterback in the Hall of Fame. Forgot to go fuck it. Rivers is beating I the shit out of me. I can't do it. I cannot do this job anymore. I suck at it. I'm going to call it quits, and I'm leaving. I mean, if you did the story, the football lives they do on NFL yeah. Network, fuck, man. Phillip Rivers, that's in the story. Yeah. I mean, Vontae Davis said, fuck he it. He beat you down. Fuck my whole career. And if you remember Vontae Davis, by the way, his wife was the one that was a huge pain in the ass with the Miami Dolphins. Yes. Do you remember that? What do well, you think she thought when she found out he quit and those checks aren't coming in anymore? Well, his wife was, but who's the other one from the Dolphins that was a big pain in the yeah, ass? Yeah, another one that ended up on, uh, on the Colts. Yeah, a complete disaster. Yeah, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was either the Colts or the Bucks. I can't think of her name right now, but I know exactly what you're talking about. You know about. the other one? Yeah. That she was always on social yeah, media. Yeah, always on social media doing the whole damn deal. Anyway, that, the the story is with Rivers. I thought that was that was fascinating. The guy never misses a game. Yeah. You look at Garoppolo, who was supposed to play the Chargers yeah. this week. I was looking forward to seeing him, actually, because never seen Jimmy G play. And you go, here's a guy that gets a chance to play about eight, nine games in the NFL, and he's gone. And Rivers continues to hold the record now for the most consecutive games played among current quarterbacks. I don't have uh, any ties to the Niners, but I have two buddies at work that are Niner fans. And, man, Dave, you just see it. And, and look, we you can make the argument, ah, you've got five Super Bowls, right? Off you go. Yeah. You're shut up. But like, just to have that feeling of, hey, this is going to be exciting and, and coming off the year last year, the, the way Garoppolo closed and the anticipation going into this year and just see Garoppolo tear his ACL yeah. where they're now signing Tom Savage <laughs> and you go C.J. Beathard and you're just reminded the lack of depth at the quarterback yes. position. And it's just demoralizing, man. It's demoralizing yeah, in week over. three. Yeah, it's and, completely over. That's why... Oh, I'm, you know, I'm glad you brought that up as far as the, the depth it goes because all the stories now about Clay Matthews and hitting the quarterback and people saying the leaks off, as big of a joke as this sounds, what do you think of the quarterbacks just wore the flags? Remember like flag football? Right. Because it, just like you said, the 49ers season is over. The whole fan base loses the entire season because their quarterback is gone. Now that was because of him, mm -hmm. not because somebody went low like a Tom Brady type yeah. deal, but it is over. The NFL understands without that quarterback, it's completely done. Having torn an ACL as a kid, and I'm sure there are plenty of you that have been through it. Man, those videos are the worst. Yeah. Because you just know, even the way uh, medicine has improved in the 100 years since I did it, man, that's a long road. It's a long road, and it's a really, really bad feeling uh, today when you go, okay. Uh, and I, I was, well, shit, I tore it when I was 15, surgery when I was 17. But it's just, man, that bummed me out. Again, I have no connection to Garoppolo, the Niners, but that really bummed me out. Where you just go, that sucks. Yes. Because he was going to be, I felt like Garoppolo was going to be a fun story to watch uh, in the league and just watch his development. Could he be a guy that kind of leads the next wave of quarterbacks? A little bit ahead of the Baker Mayfields and, yeah. and the Sam Darnold. Never lost a start. Never lost a game that he ever started to the in Vikes. the NFL. You know, right until this year. My point was it was 7-0 and coming yeah. into this season. And the Niners beat the Rams last year. They didn't play their best players. But picking the NFC West, I had the Rams. I had the Niners number two. Yes. Yeah. Cardinals, Seahawks, whatever at the bottom. But I thought the 49ers were the second best team in that division. That The Rams, not only are they great, they now yeah. get to play the 49ers twice, the Seahawks twice, and the Cardinals twice. Yeah, I just – I like it. I like it when the marquee teams are good in the league. and I, I think that's fun. And I kind of liked – I like John Lynch Jr. Yeah. a lot. And, uh, yeah, just that was kind of a, a shot for the whole NFL, so it was a drag for them. Um, 
somebody hit us up on social media today and asked about the AFSP walk and also asked about the Little League field. The AFSP walk is a go. It's October the 27th. I talked to Che tonight um, because before I put the link back out again, I want all the money from the event. We gave them $2,100. I want that applied to the Dave and Jeff team page. So Che's taking care of that. Why I say that is because we have a goal of $2,500. We want to get to $2,500. And right now with Allen's 100 and Larry Thomas and, and – uh, a couple others, we have like 320, but we're going to add 2100 in there. So 2420, we're like 80 bucks. Yeah. And we've achieved the goal of what we set out to do. So that is still happening. Just give me a couple of days to kind of get everything worked out with Che because the money went from us, has to go to New York. It's going to be applied to the page. And then, like I said, if any of you were touched by Jake's video, and you can donate five or ten bucks. We'll be at that eighty bucks quickly. So just keep an eye on my Twitter. Hopefully, I would say Thursday or Friday should have the link up, and you're good to go. A lot of you have asked about the Little League field, and I appreciate that. What we have to do, and this is as the show grows, which it's doing. We have a brand new website that's going to launch maybe as soon as this week. Uh, Kyle Fluger has done unbelievable job putting that together. Uh, we're almost there with the website. There's probably a couple things that we're going to clean up, just tighten it up a little bit. And then there's a really nice look to the website that we're incredibly proud of. And the thing that I like about the site is it gives us a chance to breathe. More things are coming for it, but much different than what the site has looked like yeah. uh, for the past 17 months. It's a very one-dimensional site. We're going three-dimensional, and I think you're all going to like it. One of the other ways that we're growing is as we expand out into these, uh, whether we're doing the Little League field or our, our goal of building radio stations at local high schools, middle schools and, and high schools, um, we, have to, we have to take the steps to become a nonprofit or at least have a nonprofit wing of the show. What that allows all of you to do is make donations and then we can give you forms so you can deduct them from your taxes. Yeah. That is a little bit more of a challenge than today as we looked at it because the first thing we have to do is we have to get a tax ID number, then we have to apply for the 5013C license and we have to get some other things. So, I'll tell you two parts on that. So we are taking the step. And again, it's me and Dave. Dave's got a full-time job. I got a full-time job. We, we don't just hang out. So we're, And neither one of us are attorneys. And I'll probably never get an attorney to help me again no, after I what I said so. half hour ago. Um, but so what? But we got to kind of work our way through this. So, yes, we will get the Little League field rebuilt. We're just going to do it in a manner that works for everybody where it can be a tax write-off. Because really, the, the August 1st event, um, we didn't have the ability to do that. I am incredibly thrilled because Friday I tweeted out a picture uh, the other day and I said I like it. My friend Erica Lee and her fiancé Ray, they own Rarity Partners. It's a great marketing firm in L.A. They have a bunch of different things going. Um, and they've offered me a gig and I'm taking it. And it's going to be great for the podcast. Yep. It's not going to impact anything else I'm doing. I'm not really sure how I'm going to find the time. But we'll find the time, and I'm excited. We're going to finalize everything on Friday. But what's really cool about it is 
Ray and Erica love the idea of what we're doing Little League-wise. awesome. And they are taking it with us on a much bigger scale. And we are incredibly, Dave, excited, humbled by the whole thing. As more details on that are able to be shared, I'll be thrilled to share them with you. But um, for me, I'm excited to tell you that I'm joining Rarity. Uh, won't impact the podcast. They love the podcast. Because where I was January 1st to where I am closing in on October 1st feel like two completely oh, different yeah. things. Two different years. Two different years. Completely. And they have been nothing but great to me. Uh, they're a huge fan of this show, and we're going to change some things podcast-wise. They're going to make it even more exciting. And uh, and so, yeah, that's where we're going. So when you saw that logo and people are like, what is that? It's the logo for Rarity Partners. And I'm stoked, and uh, we'll figure it all out on Friday night. Absolutely fantastic. Again, you can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Dotseth. You can follow me at Dave Palais. If you're interested in advertising with the show, yeah. Dave Palais, P-A-L-E-T, at Yahoo.com. Yeah, or send it to me, JP Dots at the Yahoo, because Dave's working. I just basically, no, I don't sit and check my email all day, but I should. <laughs> uh, but we got room, because there's more shows coming. We're growing everything out. We'll have more details on that over the next couple of weeks. Scott Kaplan is scheduled to be here Sunday night. We'll confirm with him, because I'm not sure he knew that that's the night LeBron's in San Diego. And, Dave, I will say this. Boy, there's more and more indications that they feel like LeBron may actually play in that game. That'd be pretty cool. So, he's ready to go. Health-wise, he's ready to go. But that, that's really crazy. Tickets are like 160 bucks a minimum. Well, yeah. I mean, I it, mean, could, it yeah. could be his first night in a Laker uniform. And it sure feels like, without saying it, I feel like, I don't know. Uh, it feels like there that he may not play 40 minutes. Yeah. But it feels like if you're going and you got a ticket for that game, it, it sure feels like tonight you have a much better chance of seeing him play than you did six weeks ago. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, all right. So either way, big things are coming in the next week. We'll let you know what's going to happen. Yep. And, and if we see Scott, we see him. I'll be up in L.A. with the Chargers Niners. I have to come back to do the show either way. We'll be timing this out kind of crazy, but we'll, we'll do our best to get it together. All right. See you on Twitter, and then we'll uh, see you Sunday night. All right. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my home. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have